Hey everybody, welcome to 2ZQ Hot Takes, where we discuss issues both big and small. I am your host, the very handsome Tim Kirk, and today I'll be talking about the price of spontaneity. I have always tend to think of spontaneity as a sudden diversion from the predictable, humdrum, ordered scheme of things, and for a bit of excitement and a bit of devil-may-care indifference to consequences. When someone is being spontaneous, they often preface it by acknowledging that they are diverging from what is a known quantity, and that this action may very well bring unexpected or unintended consequences, but they usually don't frame it that way. They say, well, what the hell, let's do it. It'll be great. They also often say, without a shred of evidence to back up that claim, we're just gambling that it all works out to be the most pleasurable and memorable experience possible, and hope for the best. Could be anything, from planting a kiss... <sighs> Could be anything from planting a big kiss on the object. Oh God, I can't stop this. Could be anything from planting a big kiss on the object of your affection, or taking the scenic route, to being a sport and treating everyone to dinner, or paying for a trip somewhere. The popular mythology. There is, however, quite a lot of scholarly research into the concept of spontaneity, including the Hollywood kind, which is usually either a love story or a comedy where the protagonist prevails. The anecdotal kind is usually a brag, as you are being regaled with the wonderful results of an individual who is relating the story spontaneity. You're standing there with a drink in your hand and are obliged to eventually say, wow. Or you had an interaction with someone of some notoriety and it turned out either wonderfully or you were sorely bitter because you just decided to walk up to somebody famous and interrupt their activity with your self-interest and they did not appreciate it. And now you hate them. Or... They were super great, and you took a selfie with them. Wally Kazali. Also, it could be dumb, like a dare, when you get really drunk with someone else and you were challenged to do something that involves, let's say, public nudity, like skinny dipping, which is frequently exciting and fun, but also other times when you, the sucker, agree, do it, and when you return, you realize you have been pranked and your clothes have been stolen. Oh, ha, ha, ha. It's always funnier when it is sub-freezing, too. And it was only spontaneous to the guy who took his clothes off. Everyone else knew that was coming. Of course, that never happened to me because I was always too chicken to be the one nude guy in front of a bunch of drunken clothed people. They all had to be nude or getting there, or it was a no-go as far as I was concerned. And the same nude drunk people are nowhere near as attractive as they are when they are nude sober people. Personal observation. And even then, eh. I knew a woman who used to love to burst into the bathroom with a camera when her current boyfriend was using the toilet because the guys were incapacitated and she thought it was absolutely hilarious to capture the expression of dismay on their faces with their outstretched arms while yelling at her to get out. But it really wasn't that spontaneous. Just the exact timing was spontaneous. I don't think it ever added anything to the relationships because as far as I know, every one of them ended. And these are just anecdotal and somewhat vulgar, but the scientific research into spontaneity is something else. There is a theory of spontaneous order which is well documented. According to WikiQuote, spontaneous order is the spontaneous emergence of order out of seeming chaos. The simplest way of expressing the major thesis of the theory of spontaneous order is to say that it is concerned with those regularities in society or orders of events which are neither one the product of deliberate human contrivance, such as statutory code of law or dirigist economic plan, 
nor two, akin to purely natural phenomena, such as the weather, which exists quite independently of human intervention. While the words conventional and natural refer respectively to these two regularities, the third realm, that of social regularities, consists of those institutions and practices which are the result of human action, but not the result of some specific human intention. And that comes from Norman Barry, The Tradition of Spontaneous Order, and Literature of Liberty, volume number two, summer of 1982. It would be no exaggeration to say that social theory begins with and has an object only because of the discovery that there exists orderly structures which are the product of the action of many men but are not the result of human design. This comes from Friedrich Hayek, Law, Legislation, and Liberty, Rules and Order, 1973. Since such an order has not been created by an outside agency, the order as such also can have no purpose, although its existence may be very serviceable to the individuals which can move within such order. But in a different sense, it may well be said that the order rests on purposive action of its elements, when purpose would, of course, mean nothing more than that their actions tend to secure the preservation or restoration of that order. Also, Friedrich Hayek, Law of Legislation and Liberty. If the factual assumption of socialism were correct, it would be a moral duty to aim at the just distribution. But you have to recognize you cannot do it. In fact, you can produce enough to sustain the present population of the world only because of a spontaneous process or mechanism which enables you to make use of infinitely more information than any central authority possesses. That's a Friedrich Hayek again in 1985 interview with John O'Sullivan. To understand our civilization, one must appreciate that the extended order resulted not from human design or intention, but spontaneously. It arose from unintentionally conforming to certain traditional and largely moral practices, many of which men tend to dislike whose significance they usually fail to understand, whose validity they cannot prove, and which have nonetheless fairly rapidly spread by means of an evolutionary selection, the comparative increase of population and wealth of those groups that happen to follow them. The unwitting, reluctant, even painful adoption of these practices kept these groups together, increased their access to valuable information of all sorts, and enabled them to be Fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. This process is perhaps the least appreciated facet of human evolution. Again, Friedrich Hayek, The Fatal Conceit from 1988. Now, two scientists or rather philosophers, F. Carlo Ludovico Cordasco and Sebastiano Bavetta on the theory of spontaneous order. We aim to show that normative formulations of the spontaneous order suffer from one main flaw. They focus on the origin of orders rather than on how orders actually perform. In particular, we argue that such normative formulations tend to qualify orders as spontaneous according to two main requirements, unintendedness and negative liberty. The first requirement prescribes that to be considered spontaneous, an order must not be the result of human design, but the unintended consequence of human actions. The second requirement, in contrast, prescribes that an order is spontaneous when it arises out of free individuals' interactions. And they go on to say, and they, they finally conclude with, we argued that orders do not need to be the result 
of an unintended design to be spontaneous and that it is perfectly plausible to design the basic structure of a spontaneous order. The enterprise consists mainly in designing the rules of change that determine the ways in which substantive rules of conduct shall be selected and replaced. This view seems consistent in particular with Anthony de Jesse's description of the constitution of a limited government, according to which a constitution may be no more than a set of procedural rules laying down how political decisions are to be reached. Perhaps more precisely, the conditions that must be fulfilled for a political decision to be binding, both for the officers of the state and for its ordinary subjects. In our account, the aim of these rules to prevent non-spontaneous evolutions that may arise out of consent-based orders. Specifically, such rules are meant to trigger adaptation to changing circumstances or to prevent institutional arrangements that would compromise the order's spontaneity. Finally, we claim that diversity, or more precisely, our ability to empathize with diversity, constitutes an essential feature of spontaneous order. Specifically, it is both a chance to exploit opportunities and a necessary requirement to preserve an order's spontaneity. Empathy, however, should not be seen as an altruistic character, but rather something grounded on self-realization. Specifically, once we come to understand that our life experiences and achievements are enriched by other people's perspectives, we shall realize that we have self-interested reasons to empathize with others. Again, F. Carlo Ludovico Cardasco and Sebastiano Bavetta on the theory of spontaneous order. Well, there you go. Now, back to the mundane. I read recently on ladders, eight out of 10 employees would consider quitting after just one bad day, a single bad day. I have had, let's say, a series of bad work days I have come to terms with and learned to deal with. Jeez, really? One bad day? Come on. Babies. People who become enraged or extremely frustrated, they're being spontaneous. And we have seen the animated GIFs and videos of those who wreck their workspaces, banging the keyboards and the keys go flying, the monitors are smashed, the actual computers careen across the room, and I always love it when afterwards the guy just sits down and tries to act normal, as if everything is fine now. Meltdown over. Spontaneous to me means taking action without considering the consequences, trying to have fun, escaping the routine. Well, I prefer to think in the dull layman's terms of thinking and let the dice fall where they have been rolled, buy the lottery ticket, put down the knitting, the book, and the broom, spur the moment decisions. I don't feel like cooking. Let's get a pizza. You want to come with? The best spontaneous thing to me in the entire world, however, is spontaneous human combustion. I mean, I always think that the person who spontaneously combusts is a walking time bomb full of chemicals waiting for that final moment and the person is just sitting there or bumps into something and the biochemical reaction causes them to ignite or however it plays out. Or, Satan has come to claim their souls. Anyway, on balance, there is a lot to be said for spontaneity, just as there is for ordered living. The term spontaneous order seems to contradict both of these layman's conceits, but that's life. Thanks for listening. See you next time, and as the kitties say, peace out. Thank you.